0: Learn how to alter your DNA, expand your consciousness, heal your body, attain oneness. Sound, light, heat, vibration, and emotion changing us. Learn from the masters.
1: Hello and welcome to Health and Action Live. This is Annette Blanchard, Holistic Health Practitioner, bringing you 60 Minutes of Healthy Talk Radio. Today our special guest is Brian Porteous and today's conversation we're going to talk a little bit about hypnosis. We've maybe heard a little bit about it. Maybe you've seen it on television where they make people do funny tricks, you know, but more and more we're starting to find out that, you know, um, healing happens in your mind. And so many times we have mental blocks in our mind that really prevent us from moving forward in our life in a way that's productive and fulfilling. And so today we're going to have a conversation with Dr. Portis, a little bit about clinical hypnosis um, how it can perhaps um, help us in our life, and um, and then also those of you that are interested in perhaps learning a little bit about self-hypnosis and can you really do something like that at home, we'll have a little bit of information for you on that, and then also those that are interested in becoming possibly trained in a new career. So, Brian Porteous, I've I've known him for quite some time now. He's a doctor of chiropractic, um, and he graduated in 1974 from the Wilshire School of Hypnotism under the personal instruction of Melvin Powers. He also received hypnosis pain management training at Cedars of Lebanon Hospital with Milton Marmer, M.D. And also, his residency he did in hypnosis was completed with uh, Dr. Richard Stewart in Pasadena, But he also graduated in 1981 with uh, honors uh, graduate from Cleveland Chiropractic College of Los Angeles, and he has been demonstrating his skill in hypnosis to the public and professional groups in both educational and... um, a clinical environment for um, clinicians, for chiropractic, for general people that are interested in learning more what they can do. Um, he's got a wealth of knowledge, and he's also a certified instructor with the National Guild of, of Hypnotists.
2: Welcome to the program, Doctor. Well, thank you, Annette. It's a, a real pleasure to be here with you uh, on your program to share a little bit of information about hypnosis and self-hypnosis. Um, I'm sorry you threw out all those dates of my graduation. Now everybody knows how old I am.
1: Well, I guess that's evidence, isn't it, uh, that we might have uh, uh, accumulated a few uh, pearls of knowledge?
2: <laughs> yes, and, and avoided um, some of the pitfalls in life.
1: <laughs> okay. You know, it's interesting um, how, you know, I know that for many years you've worked as, um, you know, a doctor of chiropractic, and... You know, you've really worked a lot with people that are suffering from pain because many people came to you with whiplashes, injuries, uh suffering uh, numerous different uh, uh musculoskeletal um conditions and so pain management is something that you deal with all of the time. You know, what uh, spurred you to um, you know, dig deeper and go a little bit further and learn more about, you know, hypnosis and how the role that it can play in uh, helping the healing process.
2: Well, my travel in hypnosis um, goes back even further. (laughs) I I first became interested in it because of uh, just what you said in the introduction. You know, I I saw something on television, and uh, there was uh, a, a hypnotist, and I thought, that's just fascinating. And my dad thought, he said, well, would you read a book? about hypnosis if I gave it to you. My dad, of course, would would let you read comics as long as you read the words out loud. He just loved the people to learn how to read. So he came home one day with two books written by Melvin Powers, uh, the famous publisher. He he just published uh, hundreds, maybe not thousands of uh, titles of self-help kind of books. And He brought home these two books on hypnosis, and I was hooked from that point on. I was in high school, and later on, my brother drove me up to Los Angeles, and we kind of told a little story about how old I was, and I was about 17, and I took the first course in hypnosis at the Wilshire School, and it was interesting to me, the people that took the course, um, I was, of course, a little nervous because I was so young, but... um, there were policemen and there were medical doctors and there were actors and there were students and then there was a housewife and a homemaker and, a homemakers, and it's all different people. And I thought how interesting that all these different people from different walks of life had an interest in hypnosis, and we find that true in the classes that we teach. But my interest was kind of that I, I, I felt like I, uh, I could certainly get enough attention in my life, but it wasn't always the best. And uh, so I was looking to, for self improvement, and the '60s was the era of a lot of things, but one of the things was a lot of self help books. So I started mm-hmm. studying the self help books, and hypnosis seemed to be, and self hypnosis seemed to be a practical way I could do something in my own mind to uh, to improve my situation. So um, I, I started using it, and I and I hope my high school teachers aren't listening, but I started using self-hypnosis to pass the classes so that when I studied something, uh, I hoped that it got into my mind and then it would come out at the right time for the test. And that was, for me, the first practical uh, use of hypnosis. And I guess at this point, I could probably share with your listeners a little bit of a secret that uh, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. Um, an individual like me who calls himself a hypnotist or a hypnotherapist, we're really uh, uh, just guides. We can help guide you into the hypnotic state, if that's what you'd like to do, uh, but people can learn to do it on their own and have been doing it way before the word hypnosis ever came up.
1: You know, one of the things I've um, uh, you know, and I've, I've had conversations, uh, you know, sometimes with people about, you know, uh, hypnosis, I think that sometimes there's like a fear. It's like they think, oh my gosh, like, what if they put me under and I can't come out, you know, and then Absolutely. they're like, stuck. And so they, you know, so I think there's a lot of fear sometimes with um hypnosis. And then on the other spectrum, there's some other people think that, you know what, well, maybe it's like not Christian, or maybe it's like there's You know, it's like woo-woo, or there's something that's not quite right with it, or they don't think that there's any scientific evidence that, you know, that it really works. What do you say to people like that?
2: Well, um, I tell them that I think most people have a little um, hesitation, if not outright fear, as you say, of hypnosis. And just for uh, the reasons that you so uh, clearly spelled out, we see things on television that portray hypnosis or hypnotism that bear no um, reality at all. Let me give you the first one. If uh, uh, an individual is in a, uh, a hypnotic state or trance state, as the medical profession prefers to use the word hypnotic trance rather than hypnotic state, but uh if someone was, the hypnotist fell over and uh, passed out, uh, the person would simply uh, fall into normal sleep and then wake up within a few minutes. And that's been demonstrated scientifically at UCLA and, and several major um, universities that study hypnosis. And yep, the, the worst thing that could happen is you get a little nap and you wake up. But I believe it's very, very, you did your homework before this interview. Um, people have fear and concerns. Um, that's why one of the techniques that we teach um, at our program uh, is a technique uh, that I learned um, years ago uh, by an individual named Dave Ellman. And Dave Ellman, the little history on him was he taught more medical doctors and dentists and obstetricians and surgeons hypnosis than any other individual in the whole his- history. He's now up in the big hypnosis uh, uh, Center upstairs in heaven right now, but um, he literally, uh, they believe almost twenty thousand physicians he taught, and he taught an interesting technique in that, and it was they, they now call it the Elman technique, but uh, I think it answers some of your questions. He he never used the word hypnosis. He thought of the word was, you know, it was scary, and why even use it? Because hypnosis really the the state, the trance state, is a very normal. It's been around forever. Some fella just named it hypnosis a couple hundred years ago. But 200 years before that, there were gurus who meditated and and got into the trance state. And probably 10,000 years before that, there were some other folks that were doing it. All over the world, we see people use their minds to uh, create um, uh, illusions, um, uh, create plays, create theater. One of the lines I use when I'm working with clients, is I say, in the theater of your mind and on the stage of your imagination, we're going to take mm-hmm. a little adventure. And if the individual wants to go into the trance state, they take the little adventure. But the trick that Dave Ellman, not really a trick, but a process that he created, was what we now refer to clinically as instantaneous hypnosis, we can take an individual who wants to be uh, relaxed and put them in the hypnotic trance state in under 60 seconds. And uh, so it moved it from the stage hypnotist who, who plays around for 15 or 20 minutes, uh, hypnotizing everyone on stage, which in reality, most of the people that uh, come up on the stage are already halfway hypnotized because they volunteered because it's a voluntary process. You have to voluntarily go into the trance stage. That's why nothing really bad can happen. I I remember one time I was uh, giving a seminar once, and a fire truck went by, and everybody's eyes opened up, and they uh, it sounded like he parked right in, in in the hotel's parking lot. Well, I stopped talking, and everybody's eyes opened up. We all looked, and we thought, should we go outside? And I thought, well, if the firemen here, maybe we should. So... You, you, when you're in the trance state, you you know what's going on. You're just you're still aware, choosing to be in a very focused state. It's like when you go to a movie. You know, when you go to a movie, and we've and all been there. And all of a sudden, you think you're part of the movie. Well, that that's mm-hmm. the trance state right there.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, very natural. Uh, it,
2: then you go to another scene where there's car crashes, and you go ew, and you come out of the trance state, and you smell the guy next to you eating the popcorn, you go, I want to go eat. But up until then, you didn't even smell the popcorn because you were into the movie so much. That's what we say. Well, that's really what the trance state is. It's when you so focus that you remove or reduce the outside input of life, the sounds, the colors, the textures, and simply focus on the voice of the hypnotist or your own voice in self-hypnosis and that's what guides you into the hypnotic state.
1: Okay, so I, I just have a, a question for clarity here. When you talk about the hymn- hypnotic state, obviously we're dealing with the brain and we're also <laughs> dealing with our possibly more of our subconscious mind, right? Is that true? Are we dealing with more with the subconscious mind and those messages and trying to imprint new messages
2: to well, address whatever Well, you know, uh, that might be beyond my pay scale to there's so much science right now uh, going on in hypnosis. Um, I could answer it this way: uh, for for many many uh, decades, the medical profession and many other people said, "Well, the hypnotic state isn't real. The person's just pretending, or they're just going along with uh, what the hypnotist said. They're play acting, or or something like that." Which nothing wrong with that. Psychiatrists and psychologists use that kind of therapy all the time. But medical doctors wanted to see something physical, something like, you know, when someone has an infection, they draw blood, and they say, look, a lot of white blood cells, so that proves they have an infection. Well, they didn't have a test that could prove a person was under hypnosis until MRIs uh, came along, and just the short of it was this, they could see with an MRI an electronic imaging, the spot of the brain light up when someone said they saw green. And then Mm -hmm. they saw the spot in their brain light up when they actually were looking at the color green. Two different different places of the brain. And then when the person was in the hypnotic trance and they were told that they saw green, of the two locations in the brain, the real one is the one that lit up. And that was the first time science said the hypnotic trance is real. And so mm-hmm. that's why there's just so much. Boy, if you Google hypnosis in university studies, you'll be up uh, several nights looking at everything. Just recent studies on irritable bowel syndrome and patients with uh, the Veterans Administration just authorized major funding for hypnotists to help veterans with uh, PTSD, and uh, the reason they turned to the hypnotist rather than the psychiatrist and psychologist because they said, well, we don't really have practical training in that, so it was kind of interesting, and so they turned to the National Guild of Hypnotists to supply them with hypnotists all over the country to help veterans with PTSD, so the mind-body connection, which is really the question you were asking, um, Dr. Uh, Weil refers to hypnosis is the most immediate uh, proof of the mind-body connection with, with with conditions, you know, far from weight loss and smoking and stress reduction, but pain management and irritable bowel syndrome and skin conditions. Now, these are uh, conditions that, you know, we, we would take a patient under prescription for, you know, from a medical doctor before we started putting in suggestions for their skin condition. But um, things like, uh, pain management, smoking cessation, weight and health management, stress and anxiety, really helping ordinary, everyday people with ordinary, everyday problems is what the hypnotherapist does.
1: You know, and you see those, uh, I think, advertised most often, you know, um, them uh, promoting it for stopping uh, smoking and sleeping and, and weight loss and stress reduction. You know, and um, test-taking,
2: so I, I just got a. Uh, a, 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 I was going to say a letter, but it wasn't. It was an a, a email, so I, I am progressive that way. And it was one of our students from uh, two years ago, and he took uh, our program to become a certified hypnotherapist, but his real purpose was to help him get through law school. And uh, so he said that wh- what he did was once he understood how it uh, helped him study and also how to take tests, he started teaching that to the fellow students, and he said he paid about half of his tuition by teaching uh, classes on how to study law and how to how to take tests. And now he actually has a business where uh, law students who graduate, and they're up against that bar, which I think must be one heck of a test. But he has a guarantee that if you take his self-hypnosis uh, course, that uh, you'll pass the bar or give you the money back. And uh, so I asked him one time, I said, well, how can you do that? He says, well, he said, because about nine out of ten of them uh, pass. And he said the the tenth one most of the time just says, well, I just want to take it again. Can I take the course again? But he says, I give them back their money if they they want it. But he says, says, I'm not sure if it's me or just smart people take self-hypnosis to pass the bar. But it's working pretty well for him. So there's a way how somebody actually took the course who was just interested for self-improvement and actually turned it into a business.
1: You know, and I think that's a a really um, great idea because, you know, today, you know, students are so under so much more pressure, it seems like, because it's no longer okay just to have a degree. You need to have a degree to get into a degree program and then do the degree to get into the master's. And it's like there's a lot of um, pressure now you know, on uh, performance and you know uh, degrees and whatnot as well. But I'm wondering also when you think about the you know the hypnotic um, trends and you know uh, thinking about uh, the VA using um, hypnosis with ve- veterans, you know you're seeing more and more. They're also tapping into meditation, you know, right? And that's a way to uh, create relaxation and
2: reduce the stress levels as well.
1: And I'm wondering, absolutely, if have
2: I I have think that. Uh, th- that the scientists will eventually realize that that uh, meditation and hypnosis and autosuggestion and all these different uh, NLP and all these wonderful uh, techniques are just techniques to help access one's own um, magical brain and with all sorts of magical possibilities.
1: Well, I would tend it's to It's probably all the that.
2: same. I shouldn't say that, but <laughs> we we teach one of the first things we teach our students is how to hypnotize anybody instantly. And we do it without ever telling the patient that you're being hypnotized because all we're really doing is what teaching them how to relax and who couldn't benefit from relaxation. So, it's a relaxation technique. That,
1: and you know what I think that right away, and everybody wants that, right? So, I mean, when everybody pick, wants I mean, it. Oh, I'm going to be hypnotized. I think maybe a little a little wall kind of, a little wall goes up. You know, uh, I,
2: sometimes it's up. a big, big, big wall. <laughs>
1: yes, exactly. I, I know so sometimes someone will you, come you, in and they, for they weight loss or right? smoking
2: cessation or something like that, and they're really coming in as a last you know resort. And, uh, you know, so you want to, uh, people ask me, well, how well does it work? I say, you know, when people are ready to stop smoking, Almost any program works pretty good. So it really depends with hypnosis like any program. Uh, is, is the person ready to go? We, we, like, we approach the subject the different than ready. we used to. In the old days, we, we would tell the person, oh, smoking is nasty and dirty and smelly and your breath is bad and the grandkids won't kiss you and blah, 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 blah. Now all the post-hypnotic and hypnotic suggestions are directed towards positive uh, wellness, a uh, Scenarios where you know you're going to live longer and play with your grandchildren when you give up the, the smoking, and so we've changed it from a negative input to a more a positive. So there's been tremendous movement in the hypnosis world. The National Guild of Hypnotists is the largest uh, group of hypnotists, it was uh, formed in 1951. And uh, in the beginning, 90% of the members were stage hypnotists, and now 90% of the members are um, are practicing hypno- hypnotherapists, and about 10% are stage uh, uh, hypnotists. So, um, you know, hypnosis has changed quite a bit. And I believe there's an excess of uh, 9,000 members. So it's a, a large organization. Wonderful big five-day meeting every year in Massachusetts, and then they do a nice... Uh, uh, a program in Las Vegas in February every year.
1: When you, so uh, if someone wanted
2: to know more, they could contact the National Geographic
1: Institute. Okay. Uh, I think um, the other question is ngh.net.
2: Or they could just send me an email or call me on the phone. Okay. Why if they don't you go ahead and, the give, us, um, your, and give us some? Find out more.
1: Okay. Give us your contact information.
2: Well, I just popped it out like that, didn't I? But uh, my direct uh, number, 949-887-7421. And then my email address is porteus P-O-R-T-E-O-U-S, at AOL.com. So if they were interested in that taking a uh, less than a week-long program to become a certified hypnotherapist, give us a call. Our next program's coming up uh, November 8th, uh, 9th, and 10th, and we're holding it in Corona this time, Corona, California, at the Aries Hotel. Someone's interested, I'd love to talk to them. Or if someone's listening now, I realize your podcast goes, I was talking to a friend recently about your podcast, and I, I said, well, listeners all over the state. I said, no, no, no. She has listeners all over the country, probably all over the world. So that's why I shared the the National Guild of Hypnosis. uh,
1: Well, you know, I think... there's a lot of also um you know therapists like massage therapists and you know other you know people that are in the health and wellness industry and even like the health and fitness you know industry that this could be an extra tool and I think that when I think about the whole health and wellness industry having been in it myself for many years, you know I find that the more tools that I can have in my toolkit, you know the better therapist I am because everybody's a little bit different so if i 'm like a therapist and i 'm thinking, okay. What, are, what type of people make the best subjects for hypnosis? And how do I know um, when I'm talking with someone, are there any things that I could identify what, makes, that what would make the best subjects for hypnosis where they might get the best
2: results? Wonderful question. I can answer that uh, several ways. One, which is with children, they don't even know what hypnosis means, so of course we don't even use the word but with children, um, I simply asked them, uh, you know, like a young gal was had a intractable pain from a surgical uh, uh, um, correction of a curvature in, in her legs and in the poor children's hospital for months and months and months and months and months and, months and, and just tough, tough pain. And I simply asked her, I said, do you like dolls? And she said, yes. And I said, do you like to play with dolls? She said, yes. I said, do you have a good imagination when you play with dolls? She says yes. I like to pretend. So that is the best subject right there. Someone who likes to pretend. Someone who likes to go to the movies and really enjoys them. Someone who likes to daydream. Someone who likes to uh, think thoughts of wonderful things in their lives or in the lives of others, people who have an artistic side to them, and then people who just want to relax. Sometimes people don't have to think about it at all. Simply the thought of, that this could help me relax. And I think probably the one thing we share the most with everyday people, with ordinary everyday problems, is helping Mm -hmm. them relax. I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said, boy, the... Students are all stressed out with pressures and, oh, and that's what we well, help people with, dealing well, with you know what, putting a- in perspective all of mm-hmm. this input that they have to put up with or find a way to turn the volume down.
1: Right. You know, and when you talk about, you know, looking for a way to relax, I think that's a, a very um, simplistic key point because as As you well know and I know and more and more people are starting to realize, you know, stress is the killer. And, you know, it is at the root of, uh, you know, inflammation and heart disease and cancers and, you know, are one of the major contributing, you know, causes. You know, so to have a tool that could effectively minimize the amount of stress in your life is uh, very conducive to your health and well-being. So let's say I want to take... Uh, you know, this hypnosis course. You know, what do students learn when they come into your program?
2: Well, they learn how to hypnotize themselves, and they learn how to hypnotize others. What they do with that is up to the student. Some of them do it for their own personal interest. Every class that we have, and they're, they're, they're small because we like to give very practical, readily applicable, first-hand practical demonstrations and and role play, uh, that uh, there's always one student in the class invariably says, you know, I just took this to see if I could help myself sleep better at night. I said, you signed up for a hypnotherapist course? She said, yes. I just thought I couldn't get better instruction anywhere else, and that's why I'm really here. So that's one of the things we do at our courses. We really concentrate on that alone, just how to get someone to have a good, comfortable night's sleep. So it's very practical. It uh, consists of discussions and demonstrations and case studies, role-playing activities, simulations, and then we teach literally – the students how to hypnotize themselves and then to hypnotize each other. And uh, we invite them to bring friends on the the last day if they'd like, and we teach them how to to literally conduct a self-hypnosis class so that they can, from the day they graduate, they can start teaching a self-hypnosis class and help people with high blood pressure and pain management, smoking sensation, weight loss. And we give them all the scripts, uh, DVDs and CDs that they can study afterwards to help them uh, uh, when they want to focus on a, a particular area. And uh, mm-hmm. we, as you say, we actually teach them which people make the best hypnotic subjects, and when not to hypnotize someone, and how to do group hypnosis, hypnotizing okay, children. Okay, wh-
1: that's a good thing. When would you not want to hypnotize someone?
2: Just not If a someone career, has huh? a mental problem. Ah, they should go to a psychiatrist or a psychologist or to their uh, 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 religious counselor or something like that. Uh, certified hypnotherapists, um, uh, we help ordinary, everyday people with ordinary, everyday problems. So we, we're trained enough to know when someone has a mental problem and then we refer to the appropriate uh, health care provider for that. I,
1: you know, when you... Uh, say say someone is new right, and they're new to you know doing hypnosis training and whatnot. you know when you uh work with a new person, do you like in other professions maybe have like a little intake form um so that you it might flag you on you know maybe this person needs more help than I can provide or that is out of
2: my scope of expertise oh absolutely and you know, as a, a wellness professional, and that you, uh, when the red flags, and uh, you know, society doesn't really require um, any more than a uh, a school teacher or a massage therapist or a chiropractor or or uh, any you know fellow policeman. Uh, you know when someone uh, needs mental help, uh, talking to the person or listening to them, and uh, that. Uh, what we do is when it, you, when it's when it 's obvious you you make the right call mhm we don't have well, a, it doesn 't happen very often to be honest. <laughs> we do have sometimes uh people who when you're doing age regression or something like that they 'll uncover some issues and that 's why we'll give them some help on how to handle those things or or refer them if they need some more extensive help but it's really yeah. Um, everyday people, everyday problems, stress, anxiety, inability to smoke, smoke inability to smoke. This one, one guy came in and he says, "You know what? I, I don't want to quit smoking. I want my wife not to want me to quit. To stop smoking." <laughs> so I said, "Well, then you'll need to send her in. her <laughs>
1: She'll
2: have to. She'll have to come in there for that." But I understood what he was saying, and I said, "You know what? Why, not, why don't you give me five good reasons why you should stop smoking?" So he. He sat out there, and he really, he he sat down there, and he wrote out a nice list of about 10 things. And I told him, I said, now you go home, and you think about that, and for five days, and then you call me back if you want me to help you. And you know what he did in five days? He called me back. But I think it was the wiser wiser of me to send (laughs) him back so that he could, in his own mind, in his own thoughts, make the decision.
1: And, you know, that's a good point because, you know, many times, you know, people are motivated because they've got someone poking them with a poker to make a change. And like you said, you know, they have to want to change. When somebody else wants you to change more than you want to change, there could be a little resistance there.
2: I remember uh, in Las Vegas a number of years ago or I was doing a, um, uh, we call it hypnosis presentation or stage hypnosis, and uh, um, a little something that I had learned from uh, a colleague of mine who does lots of stage hypnosis in Las Vegas. In fact, he's there right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, uh, you know, um, what he likes to do is figure out who are the people in the audience who don't want to be hypnotized or they're sure they can't be hypnotized. Uh, Because the truth of the matter is, if you're sure you can't be, you're absolutely right. And so he said, I don't want those people on the stage. He says, I just want people that want to be hypnotized. And so he'll sometimes say, is there anybody in this room that thinks that they're so smart or something that they can never be hypnotized? And the people raise their hand. He runs around, gives them a big sticker button to put on their chest. And I said, oh, he says, he says, yeah, I give them a little prize. And he says, and then I don't call on them. <laughs> that's called
1: strategic. <laughs> so,
2: I—that's what I did. I, I immediately wanted to rule out all those cranky people uh, that, that you know might just want to upset your show or something. Because there's plenty of people who want to go up there and have fun. So, if someone has imagination, and I love to do uh, demonstrations, uh, which are, we just call them really dream, uh, uh, dream uh, coaching. We just uh, mm-hmm. we just coach a person through a dream that's really what's happening.
1: you know it's interesting when you also talk about when people um, they're not ready and they don't want to be there or whatnot. I remember when I was at uh, working with a cancer clinic we had a patient who happened to be a therapist and you know um, at this particular clinic that I was with um, in Mexico it's mostly a holistic type of a, a place but he was so angry with everything you know um the the food nothing was good enough and i thought to myself the person that has this type of a mindset will not heal you know they, they there's no room and i think also you know when you look at the um with uh hypnosis you know people uh, it's about making a change that's uh, about a positive direction in your life. You know. And so either you want it or you don't. And then you get into the definition of insanity. So let's talk about your training and the different places that you do um, training.
2: Well, we, we keep it to uh, Southern California because there just seems to be plenty of folks that want to learn. Uh, our, we have two programs. One's a, uh self-hypnosis. Uh, which is a, simply a, a single evening uh, for four hours. Uh, and uh, then we have um, the Certified Hypnotherapist Program, which is uh, recognized and registered by the National Guild of Hypnotists. I, I took an extensive training by the National Guild of Hypnotists um, to become an instructor, and we actually use the uh, text books don't like to use that word because people go, oh, do we have to study? And I, I, I want to say, no, you just have to come and have a lot of fun. But we do have some mm-hmm. texts and CDs and DVDs and supplies. We supply everything. There's no extra charge for anything. And uh, we just have a lot of fun learning how to hypnotize themselves and others. And once they learn this technique of hypnotizing others in under 60 seconds, there is a skill that they will never, never, never lose. And it can be used in so many ways. I, I've had uh, first aid responders, paramedics, tell me that you know they have an injured individual and they say, now, if you relax a little bit, this is going to be a little easier. Let me help you do that. And then they walk them through uh, the 60-second technique that we teach and literally... Helps to save lives because you know someone who's panicking and uh, shaking and trying to get loose and whatnot when the emergency people are trying to help them aren't really helping themselves. So it's very practical. It's the same technique that uh, hypno- uh, massage therapists uh, we teach uh, how to put a patient into the just level one trance state, uh, and then have them hop up on the table and give them a great massage and it's easier on the massage therapist because they're not so tied up in not. So we right. make it practical. Whatever a life uh, career you have, we show you how to integrate. And if it's nothing more than just learning how to do self-hypnosis for your own personal needs or your family's needs. Um, we teach you techniques where you never even have to use the word And I think that's important because I appreciate you bringing out the point about the fear and the anxiety and the worry Uh, on the use of hypnosis. It's one thing that uh, all hypnotists, uh, be them hospital-based, doing obstetrics work, or in a private practice as a hypnotherapist or up on stage, we're always trying to let the people know the basics like, gee, uh, you'll come out of it. You'll never do anything that you wouldn't normally do. Um, uh, so, the question in their minds is: Can you be? Can the hypnotist hurt you? No. Um, the possibility might unethical. be we would tell you that you could lift up more weight than you should, and that could hurt you. So, from that standpoint, but there actually is no cases of hypnosis hurting anyone. Uh, so. Um, that, that is pretty well handled in the issue that medicine and dentistry and chiropractic and podiatry, surgery, childbirth, uh, enhancing memory and psychiatry and psychology, all are using hypnosis. We find that hypnotherapists like to work in the area of like acting in the arts. So we have hypnotherapists that uh, they work exclusively with um, acting students and actors. That's all they work with. And others work simply with athletes. Because they, you know, they have a, a affinity uh, with athletes and want to help them uh, and form their uh, improve their performance uh, performance enhancement. I think they refer to it as a lot of times. And then we have uh, hypnotherapists who specialize just in enhancing memory, including techniques of hyperamesthesia and age regression and things like that. So there's so many areas of specialization that. Uh, yeah. uh, I, as the, I told you about the the lawyer who n- now teaches how to pass the bar hypnosis classes, so there's just a, I think that's so like so many any 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 area of life could probably be helped with a little more control of your mind. I'm always amazed at how many people are always worried about the latest the new phone or the new computer or something, and I think, gosh, you know that big fancy living computer between your ears. Wouldn't it be uh, helpful if you learned how to use that one? a little bit more. And that's really the secret to self-hypnosis and hypnosis is the benefit an individual can obtain from directing their own mind in a more focused manner.
1: I think that's valuable because our younger generation have even gotten caught up in, you know, using... physicians to give them drugs or whatever to help mitigate stress or or because they're anxious or because they or they think they're depressed and they're like 20 years old you know not to invalidate that you know um mental disorders are a, a real and valid you know issue but there are things. But there, we there have sure is change. a
2: lot of stress and anxiety, which doesn't come under the mental illness category that people suffer from. And some of it is self-imposed stress. And then I believe society, oh, my, 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 puts so much on parents and children nowadays. It's just, uh, it's just tough to see it. And we do have some answers there. You can close off the doors of the, the input and then you can select what's coming in. Like we do on the on the uh, TV, we can select what we want to watch, and you can select uh, what you allow to go into your mind that affects your thinking by controlling right. what you think. And that is one of the gifts that self-hypnosis okay. teaches. A so if...
1: One of our listeners is thinking. You know, I think I might want to add, uh, you know, hypnosis training to my repertoire of, you yes. know, um, healing modalities that I can in- integrate into like my practice or whatever they're doing. Whether they're a trainer or they- whether they want a uh, self, uh, you know, to use it just for themselves or whatever. What type of an investment is it to become trained?
2: We've never had anybody. Uh that they didn't get their money to it, that's for sure. We give you at least $2,000 worth of supplies besides the training.
1: Okay. And then also when you become a certified uh, consulting hypnotist, can people make a good living at that?
2: Well, um, the, yes, if they apply themselves, absolutely. I think I touched on it a little bit just a moment ago. A, a student of hypnosis who had an affinity for acting would find access to actors and student actors uh, much easier. Would know where the acting schools are and and where the locations are that they gather. So there would be a source to obtain people that would be interested in that kind of hypnotic coaching. Mm -hmm. Athletes, same way, if you were in a position where you wanted to specialize in an area like that, we are able to show you... uh, hypnotists in all these special areas that are making a wonderful living. Um, in other words, you have, you have options. Uh, an outreach, like a self-hypnosis class for the general public, where they can be introduced with uh, uh, smoking cessation and weight management and, and uh, these kind of things. It helps introduce the therapist to the community, and there is mm-hmm. uh, self-help programs that we uh, also teach our uh, certified hypnotherapist so that they can go into convalescent homes and rest homes and help the elderly that suffer from so many uh, challenges of aging. And they can do it with that simple relaxation technique that we chatted about earlier. So my answer would be yes. Uh, uh, just like any class, I'm sure when you graduated from uh, your health practitioner program, uh, you knew which ones were going to probably be a great success. And then there were a few that were a real surprise that became very successful. And then there were some of the ones who couldn't figure out why they couldn't make it. And I think that's true of uh, the the success rate is no higher or lower for hypnotherapists than it is for dentists or chiropractors or massage therapists or any other provider of health service. Well,
1: Dr., Porteus, um, you've given us a lot of great information. Um, I would like for you also, if you could, um, go ahead, if you have your website or your contact information.
2: That uh, Well, I will get the website address out, but I was just told that it's currently down and it's going to go back up soon, but it's com. Porteus is P O R P. E O U S, Porteous Hypnosis dot com. But you can hit me uh, with an email at drbportius at AOL dot com, and I would get you all the information you would need, and I could refer you to a hypnotherapist through the National Bureau in any state of the Union.
1: Okay. Well, excellent. Is there any closing thoughts that you have before? Um,
2: well, I would just like to thank there? you for how much time that you allowed me to share uh, about hypnosis. I, I feel like I could just talk in my sleep practically about it. And, but you really uh, did such a wonderful job. I hope I can get a copy of this because we were able to answer a lot of the questions that people have. You answered the right questions, and I thank you so much for that. What a wonderful service you do with your podcast and Blanchard.
1: Well, thank you very much Dr. Brian Portius. <laughs> this
2: has been a pleasure um,
1: having you on the program with us and uh, you know our listeners. And then also you know opening opening some windows of possibilities for um, therapists that are interested in maybe adding to their practice. Maybe they want to expand in a new and a different way. Maybe they just want an extra tool. Or even for those that are interested in looking at what are some self-help techniques that I can use to help maybe mitigate some of the stress in my life and help me calm down. Or if there's a student that wants to learn, you know, again, you're up against so much, you know, with uh, the educational system. Again, these are all really great uh, tools. So tap in and tune in to uh, uh, call Dr. Porteus, send him, shoot him an email. I'm sure he'll send you the information on the, the the flyer and all of the other good information that you need. And thank you again so much for tuning in to BBS Radio, Health in healthinactionlive.com. All righty. Thank you again so much for being on the program. Bye for now.
0: Learn how to alter your DNA. Expand your consciousness. Heal your body. Attain oneness. Sound, light, heat, vibration, and emotion. Changing us. Learn from the masters and grow wise.